Hi, I'm Chris. And I'm Matt. Welcome to Roleplay Chat. We're two game masters who can't stop talking about role-playing games. Today we are behind the GM screen. We are talking about our Blood and Betrayal campaign diary. Mm -hmm. Behind the scene a little bit. Uh, we're talking about the campaign diary entry 5, which is called A Storm of Ratman. Mm -hmm. If you want to hear the narrative for that, I'm going to link it up here. You can click there and see the story of our heroes. But here we're going to have some spoilers, and we're going to go behind the GM screen, like Chris said, to pick Chris's brain as the game master and mine as a player. Great. So there's multiple things that happened in this episode, but mm -hmm. the one thing I was, uh, I guess, the most more worried about because it was really linked to a player, and it happened that it was you, it was the reveal of Diedrich being a wizard, a blue wizard. Yeah, I I really liked it, man. I thought it was cool. Um, I came in there all charged up with lightning bolts, got to zap three ratmen, and basically killed them on the spot. It, it really, I thought, had a really cool impact. Got the rest of the players, like... I think it took them relatively by surprise... Yeah, I really wonder about that because I expected a lot of like, what the, what? Yeah, and yeah. from the players, from the, the characters, there definitely was in terms of like the, the story. Mm -hmm. but in terms of the, the the other players, there was a little bit of it, but I thought it would be more of a, a mind blow moment. Yeah, I wonder if they, they must have caught on yeah. somewhere along the way. Yeah, probably all the weird, like your letter and everything. And I think it was still... I don't know, it was, I guess, our fourth game because we did split the first one in two episodes, so it was our fourth game. Um, I don't know. I, I, it went well. It just didn't have the yeah. wow effect I, I wanted uh, in terms of the actual players. I almost worried that it had actually not the opposite effect because people were they, were they were excited about it, but there was a small window where some of the other heroes, were, like the players were role-playing doubt. They were like whoa, 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 you have these powers, like, why didn't you tell it? Like, it didn't last long, mm -hmm. but I was actually worried that, like, me keeping this information for such a long time was going to have a negative effect mm. on my relationship with these other players. Um, or these other heroes in the game. The characters, rather. Mm -hmm. So it, it was... It, it blew past pretty quickly, but I was really trying to, like, no, I was doing it, like, for your better, like... For... I wasn't doing it out of like meanness towards you. I was doing it for my safety, kind yeah. of thing. Um, I think once you explained that the fact that I wasn't comfortable, I didn't know you, I didn't know you guys, and mm -hmm. now I do know you, then I think it went a little bit smoother after that. Yeah, it was also really fun because it was the first time I got to use my powers. Basically, yeah. the whole game. Did right? you like, feel like powerful for the first time? Yeah. Well, I mean, I was basically useless in every combat leading up to this mm -hmm. so to finally be able to like hunker down show off to everybody like look i'm not this useless messenger i'm actually a <laughs> wizard who has cool powers that i can use and that you guys can use like we can kind of feed off of each other and it creates new tactics in combat it creates new role play opportunities out of combat i think that was really cool I, I really appreciated that. And something maybe to mention is uh, we actually had a one-on-one -on -one game before the reveal. Mm -hmm. So all the change uh, aesthetic, aesthetically of your, your character were actually role-played before. We decided to switch the episode to 
make more sense. Mm -hmm. But next, uh, Blood and Betrayal will be this role play that we did on a one-on-one -on -one and how Diedrich went from an apprentice to a journeyman. Mm -hmm. So there was also a reason why he now can show up, show off, I'd say, is because he now has the license to. Yeah, that's true. So um, that's important to show that it's it wasn't like just a split decision. It actually something happened, a trigger for this moment to uh, to make sense in the story. Yeah, and it, this also, I think Chris was one of my favorite combats. I know I also already mentioned this to you, mm -hmm. but I'd I'd love to to talk to you about about the combat before we get too much into like. The different steps you took to plan it mm -hmm. I'd, I'd like to pick your brain and see like did we approach this combat the way you anticipated us uh, approaching it not really actually um the the room the way i i like to set up the the space first not thinking about you guys mm -hmm. and and i went once i was thinking about how you would tackle the thing i i thought you would do a lot more recon um i know otis is really good at it uh Basically, yes, assessing the situation, coming back to telling you guys, yeah. here's what's going on. We should tackle to the left or maybe sneak in, have Ludolf in the main line or I don't know what. But more intel. And having Umgrim charge in not even the Skaven, but the Rat. In my mind, the first scene would have been some person in front seeing the Ratman catch all the, 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 the smaller Rats. Yeah. And bring them forward, and you following them, exploring the the dungeon, if you may, the sewers, yeah. as you were following them. So that's what I had in mind, and this just like didn't happen. <laughs> didn't happen at all. And Umgrim being caught in the net was not actually a trap I planned. He just jumped into it. So that I really didn't did not expect. Yeah. And having all then I. I had an idea where all the Skaven would be to start with, but once there was the explosion and everything, they would react to what you did. And then yeah. that's when they all uh, retreated to secure the main the main room. Mm -hmm. I think part of that reason, Chris, is I don't think a lot of us are very good at sneaking. Like, on paper, our characters are not built for this. Otis is. Otis, yeah. It's but main thing. everybody else isn't. Mm -hmm. And... Obviously, we had to deal with the fact that they're aware of our presence. So we kind of like bull rushed the whole situation. Mm -hmm. um, and but, honestly, I think that was part of the reason it was so much fun. Yeah, maybe. Exactly. And I, maybe I didn't say it right, but the reason they knew you were there is really the explosion. The, the fact that you rushed in yeah. at the beginning was not the, the... Didn't really reveal you guys because one of the the, the first person had a horn to, to blow into because... He, it was the guard mm -hmm. and you went so quickly that didn't have a chance to to do it so yeah. that was actually a, a good thing and you're right that just rushing through it was fun in the, this situation mm -hmm. and not not always i'm sure not always, yeah. but yeah rushing in really allowed everything to be happening at the same time mm -hmm. and that's what made this so much fun because there were so many fires to be extinguished the books in the sewage floating away the rat ogres gonna potentially kill ungrim otis is jumping into the water while ludolf is protecting him and randall is shooting an arrow like it just everything was all happening all at once mm -hmm. it could have blown up in our face 
yeah. because we could have all failed individually at the things that we were doing. Mm-hmm. But that's what made like the tension was so high. The possibility of failure was so real and we pulled it off. Yeah. And that was not really, I guess by, it was not really by design. I put a lot of little things, but they were all really close one to the other. Mm-hmm. So I knew the explosion would affect the next room, the next two rooms maybe. Yeah. Right. So that was the only design I had was all these little events that were all really close. And if you rush in, you trigger multiple, right? So that, yeah, that's just yeah. like that. Um, so yeah, thinking about it, maybe it was a good thing. And I was like, as the game master, I'm not really there to judge the way you did it. I just have an idea. Mm-hmm. And if it's the same, good or bad, I, I, don't, I don't know, right? So yeah. Sure. What was your most memorable thing or the, the thing you really liked that you that comes out of this whole encounter if you have to pick one i'm gonna cheat and pick two <laughs> <laughs> i'll make them fast obviously being able to reveal myself as a blue mm. wizard yeah as Diedrich was so much fun mm-hmm. um something that was also fun maybe it's worth saying the player who normally plays ungram wasn't there this this time we were playing so i took on the role of ungram because Diedrich wasn't present for a good part of the game. I kind of, you, know, you gave me the character of Ungram and said, play him however you want to play him. And I decided to play him as true to the person who would have normally played him, you know, and, and as true to, to Ungram as a character mm-hmm. as, as possible. Likes a challenge, likes to fight for glory, fight for honor, and doesn't think of a situation too, too much, just kind of charges in. That's who Ungram as a character is. And I had a lot of fun just, like, ripping heads off of Ratman and <laughs> jumping onto the... I, I know it was a super risky thing to do and that yeah, maybe I, it could have ended differently. I remember you being like, I guess that's that's what Ungrim should do, but but yeah. I'm not the player. <laughs> and we were like, do your do your and, thing, do Ungrim. <laughs> so I just jumped on the Rat Ogre and, yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. So that was, that was kind of cool to not have to play a character, especially because Diedrich, for every game before that, everything was calculated because I was trying to see, like, how can I use magic without showing it to mm-hmm. the others? It was such a nice change of pace mm-hmm. to be like, I'm not going to think about this. I'm just going to run in and slash and be, like, as barbaric. berserker and yeah. barbaric as possible. It was it was a nice change of pace, and I really enjoyed it. Nice. Um, I guess that kind of sums up part of this the the next thing we're going to talk about here is we're actually going to go through the steps that we mentioned in our most recent role play chat the one about creating combat yeah so Um, we're going to use this as an example but just because it it's a list we're not going to go like super deep just i'll I'll try to mention to link it with those seven steps mm -hmm. and if you guys have questions about how to use these steps i'd encourage you to check out the video i'll link it up here or, or leave us comments um, asking your questions. Uh, so Chris, I guess the, the first thing we should talk about when we talk about the steps we use for creating combat is what are your intentions? Lightning yeah. round, what are your intentions in this fight? My intention was you found the, the, the Skaven lair, so it was to reveal their contribution to the whole story and what was going on. Awesome. Next thing is objectives. What were the player's objectives? So in terms of objective, I have multiple ones. I had the book um, that was a plot reveal a little bit no no sorry it was more of like information 
there was the main Skaven assassin mm -hmm. uh, to capture him or kill him or something like that. There was, uh, and that was to exonerate the Hans Bomer. There was the equipment, possible lockpick, a shield, a sword, other little things. Mm -hmm. And finding the back room uh, that they didn't find, but finding the back room was an also another objective that would give them uh, possible rewards. So I guess we talked about the next step pretty yeah. quickly. They're, they're kind of interwoven. Mm -hmm. Were there, the next step being rewards. Are there any rewards that you didn't mention that you wanted to mention here? Yeah, so in the back room, the reward I was going to it, it, with it was really a plot reveal showing the relationship between the Skavens and a call that was called the Crimson Skull that would become more and more influential as the story advanced. Mm -hmm. In terms of equipment, the reward is the equipment. Uh, the catching the, the assassin was, like I mentioned, Hans Bomer. But that would that that's a role play reward. That's a help like Randall resolving the relationship with his father, his background and everything. And in terms of the cost of failure, all of these were optional. Mm -hmm. The only one that was necessary to like have no um, I guess a delay would have been finding a way to um, exonerate. Hans Bomer, mm -hmm. so catching the bad guy. That's the only thing that, if they didn't do that, they were kind of stuck having to find another way to do it. But with the plot reveals, with the information, with more information, so the story advance is just that would have been one of the their objectives would have been a bit slower. Mm -hmm. Um, the the next thing is to start thinking about who who we're fighting. Yeah, so kind of clear right away in the intention, yeah. the who was clear. So that happens often where you have your, your intention. Mm -hmm. It would be linked to who or where. So here it was the Skavens. Um, but also, as I was building the Skaven, I wanted to have the diversity. So I had the minions. I had the main Skaven assassin who was really dodgy and right. stealthy and stuff like that, responsible for the death of Father Morton and the guard. And there was the rat ogre. I wanted to put some a change of pace from this little Skavens. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I tried to make it interesting by putting him in a prison to start with. So that was that was the who the faction, and also I guess the Crimson Skull was not physically there, but it was possible to have an idea that they had some kind of hand in the whole scheme here. Mm -hmm. um, so with the who, the next question we usually ask ourselves is where this is going to happen. Obviously, you clearly already knew this, right? It was in the sewers in the Skaven lair. Um, yeah, but it was sure there's more to say. The, the thing that was to say, maybe I'd say, yeah, I want to, I, I had the lair thing, but you had to seek it out. Yeah. So that's, yeah. that was one way to think about the location. So sometimes the location is when they're going to go through the forest, it's going to spring on this, on, on them. But this was, they need to find this lair. Here's where it is on mm -hmm. the map. So from last episode, the, the one before that, it was uh, the fact that Ludolf took the map and try, like, looked at it and found out the, the, the lair was in that Close, location. Yeah. So that's not only the map in terms of location, but where it is on uh, in the city map, not just the combat map, if you want. Mm -hmm. So um, once I placed that, it was really interesting to see you figure out where it was. Yeah, for sure. Um, awesome. The next thing is if there was a time stamp on this like when um it, how does that factor in? how does time factor in? yeah that, that was really interesting because um i had those three deaths 
and depending on when you found the layer, the layer would have been drastically, well, I don't want to say drastically, but the, the Skaven, what, what they had in hand would have been drastically different. Mm -hmm. So you reach the Skaven after they got rid of the relic, but they still had the book. So if you had taken more time, they would not have had the book anymore. Yeah. They would have had the next thing. Okay. So it was the, the, the information reveal would have changed depending on the timeline. Mm -hmm. And also when you talk, when I think, think of when I also thought of when do I do your reveal? Mm -hmm. And I thought this was a good opportunity to do a reveal where you could show up as reinforcement to bring the attention forward in the, in the, in the combat. Perfect. Uh, and then the last step that we think about is how might the players address the problems in this combat? Um, I guess we talked about that already, mentioning how it, we didn't really go at it the way you expected us to. Um, do you want to quickly touch on some of the things you thought were going to happen? Yeah, so I mentioned the beginning of how you tackle a thing, but there was also multiple other other space. So the, the, the gas, I made uh, someone roll a wilderness check to figure out if they knew what it was. So either they would know, or maybe there was flammable, mm -hmm. like something, an explosion. I didn't know the effect of the explosion, but that was a possibility. Uh, the book in the sewer, I planned because I thought it was kind of cool. The, the the guy saying like, you're not that, that was planned. Yeah. That was those cool moments I tried to think of. The scene I had in my head, like way before that happened. Um, the garden, there was a guard in the entrance with a horn, possibly alarming everyone, but you uh, dispose of him really quickly. And on the left side, there was a corridor, which you didn't go, which was full of poisonous gas. So yeah, it was a trap, but the reason is I, I wanted to have different angles to tackle the mm -hmm. problem. You chose the center and right one, but there was also a left one, but in all of them, there was, there were traps and rewards and possible information to get. So thinking of the, how made me think of how can I make those three uh, corridor interesting those three um yeah those three ways if you want mm -hmm. awesome so i i i'm glad we got to do this chris where we got mm -hmm. to go through the steps that we mentioned in our roleplay chat video um as we said check it out if you want more details about how you can implement something like this in your games to make your combats fun that was a really cool conversation chris i'm, I'm really glad we got to Kind of link together the steps that we created for our previous roleplay chat episode um if you have any comments or ideas for us of what you want more details uh feel free to write to us by email on at contact roleplaychat at gmail.com you can also reach us via twitter um, our twitter handle is at role underscore play underscore chat we're almost to 100 followers so if you use twitter i encourage you to go out there and give us a, a follow. Uh, we tweet about all kinds of fun stuff. And I think that covers all of our bases for today, Chris. That's all, Matt. Let's call it a chat.